gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Cartridge Club. If you are new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, or Player One, and along with my brother Mark, or Player Two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select guests to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. Now, this show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Although I'm not entirely sure exactly how much of this month's game you can spoil. But without further ado, <laughs> let's meet the panel this month. First up, we have one of the most energetic members of the Cartridge Club. This is a man who single-handedly made my trip to Barrie, Ontario uh, the second best time I've ever been away from home. Uh, second only to an event that I won't tell you about, a nice little massage parlor in Bulgaria. From Flock okay. of Nerds, we have Miles. Thanks for being here, Miles. Hello, everybody. This is Miles from Flock of Nerds, and I'm excited to be here, guys. We're happy to have you. So, Miles, every episode is somebody's first episode listening, and in that case, why don't you let them know what Flock of Nerds is and where they could find it? Flock of Nerds is a YouTube channel, um, but we mostly focus on Flock Talk, which is on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we also started a new podcast called uh, Flock Talk RPG, where it's like a D&D podcast where we play D&D. Um, and you should listen to it because it should be a good time. <laughs> Sounds exciting. <laughs> Next up. From uh, one of the people's on this panel's favorite podcasts, um, <laughs> and uh, arguably the most uh, professional group of podcasters, not in the fact that their mm. podcast is professional, mm. but in the fact that they are all are all professionals in the gaming industry. Um, <laughs> well, from Bonus <laughs> Barrel, we have the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob. Hey, hey, this is Rob. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to to, uh, to uh, do the opposite of Miles, so I thought I'd go unenthusiastic. Ah, gotcha. Wait, 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 oh yeah, so uh, bonus barrel. Uh, we do, as we do uh, we just talk about games. I don't know, nothing fancy. We do theme the month usually. Uh, one one. Uh, what was last time? <laughs> month of war. War month. War. Yeah, yeah. yeah war we month. talked about war games. That was fun. What was this month? Uh, it was uh, whatever. It, it was a Christmas present to ourselves, which is that uh, we just choose month. topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who chooses the topics in the topic months? We we rotate. So like Shelby's was War Month. I had Rhythm Month. Left did uh, Boring Month. Um, I think so. What? I said Boring Month. I don't remember. So, what did. <laughs> so in did Hard Games Month. So from awesome. January to November, you guys pick the topics that you're going to talk about, and then in December, as a Christmas gift to yourselves, you thought it would be nice to pick the topic that you talk about. I like I like Mark's version of uh, it just being lazy month, <laughs> which oh. is more accurate. Yeah, this oh, week's okay. episode was the best one. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please please listen, right? Definitely. Please listen, right? <laughs> well, Rob, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this is a first time panelist, someone who's been a member of the Cartridge Club for a long time, uh, a gentleman whose gaming time has recently been diminished greatly. Due to the fact that uh, he had a small child, congratulations on that. From the Garden State, I think, NJ Retro. <laughs> How's it going? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at NJ Retro One. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you just look up NJ Retro, I've done a handful of pickup videos and convention 
recaps, but haven't been on YouTube since my son came along. So, uh, yeah, I used to be in the Hangouts every Tuesday night and haven't even been able to join those in a while, but still checking up on everybody, still listening to all the podcasts and checking out all the videos. So, is this happy the, to be here. Uh, is this the episode where we talk about how it's bad to have children because it ruins playing games? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I seem to hear That's about this. <laughs> uh, no, they enrich your life and they make everything better. Um, you can live on through them. Or okay. with you, Rob. <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, so for anybody who so this is a, an audio show only, so you can't tell. Right now we're all chatting via Skype. Um, and NJ Retro is actually wearing a fully developed uh, headpiece of the main character, or not the main character, I guess the antagonist yeah, question mark of this game. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. I'm going to take a screenshot, and it'll be on Twitter at some point here. Um, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing, yeah. He is also, uh, I don't want to say the only reason that this game is being played this month, but he wore this headpiece during a Cartridge Club Hangouts uh, and they, it, there's a small contingent of clubbers who love this franchise that Mark's going to tell amazing. us in a second. And uh, they were pushing. They wanted one. And I wasn't <laughs> going to budge. I was standing strong that this was not something I would enjoy. Uh, and NJ Retro showed up on camera wearing this headpiece. And I said, <laughs> you know what? If that man is willing to build and wear that, how can I deny him four hours of mediocrity? So here we are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> son of a... So Mark, why don't you let everybody know what game we've been playing this month? All right. All right. So we have been playing We Love Katamari. Now, that's not to confuse my thoughts on the game. That's actually the title of the game. We Heart Katamari. Now, this was a sequel, I believe, to Katamari Damacy. Uh, I also have not played that. But so this is my first time playing it. And I actually started it today and uh, got through, I would say, 99% of the game. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about that as we go on here. Um, but this is my first time through. Uh, I'm going to get your guys' first impressions before I get into the developer and all that. So this was my first time playing. Do you guys have any experience with this game prior to this month? I'm going to start with you. Miles, tell us your history with Katamari. So I had heard uh, about this game, Katamari. It was kind of a big deal when it came out in North America. It made Time Magazine and a bunch of other um, big publications that wouldn't normally talk about video oh. games because of how unique this video game was. Um, so, uh, like, people like my parents would even t say, hey, did you hear about that snowball game? Um <laughs> And I, I had to making, try it out. Are you making that up? This was this was like legit on. There's no way you're making. It that wasn't up. the cover of Time. <laughs> First thing of the year, King, King of the Cosmos. Uh, I read it on. You guys didn't do the Wikipedia research. Oh, I should have done that. We've no, been getting pretty. This is Slack month. Uh, yeah, uh, it was Katamari Damacy that was Time, but you know, okay. same thing. Um, yeah. And Catherine and I had a PS2, and we were like, you know what? We're going to try this game out. Uh, and we got addicted fast. We were constantly passing the controller back and forth, trying to make our way through the game. And the, the goal always was 
can I get to a free play mode? Can I start super small yeah. and roll up as much as I possibly can? And I think that that's really the motivation, the driving force for somebody who is picking up Katamari for the first time. Yeah, for sure. I, I just got to a level where I was big enough to start picking up islands and things like that. And boy, did it feel good. And then I got cut off and I was like, oh, I just want a little longer. Uh, so I completely understand that. Um, as Miles just alluded to, a quick synopsis of what this game is. You're essentially a little tiny ball, and you keep rolling into things a little smaller than you, so you then keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, until eventually you start rolling up paper clips, and eventually you're rolling up cruise ships and islands and so forth. Um, so yeah, pretty cool idea, very unique. Uh, Rob, how about you? Was this your first time with Katamari? Uh, so, um, Katamari is a, is a series that I never played. Uh, I was just looking at my game's beat list, and it was in 2015. I picked it up, I think randomly, the first game, Katamari. Um, so it's a game I always heard of, and I think that it came out around a time when games, especially in the PS2, were like really willing to put some weird shit out over here, like Guitaru Man, uh, Mr. Mosquito. Um, there's other games like that, <laughs> Robot Alchemic Drive, which I've talked about before. Uh, so, so there's like a, I just, I just think there's a special place in uh, gaming history when, when PlayStation 2 would, was, was just bringing these weird Japanese titles, and Katamari is one of them. For whatever reason, I, I missed out on it. I mean, I heard about it, but I never played it. So, I picked it up randomly in 2015 while just collecting large amounts of games, and I played it, and I got hooked. I loved it, and I don't know if it was, it was either the gameplay mechanic that hooked me or it was the music. Either one. And as you guys know, I like really weird games. Like, that's why I like Parappa the Rapper. That's why I like Guitar Man and stuff. So those really weird, like, barely making any sense kind of games. And I also love Over the Top. And this game does Over the Top super well. So after I, I beat uh, Katamari, I then played Katamari Forever for the PS3 um, d directly after Katamari 1. Uh, and then I decided to space them out a bit so that I didn't go through all the games at once. So I played the, the Katamari one for the Vita, I think, last year. It was very short. Uh, and then this, Katamari? That's what it was called. I was looking for it in my list of games. Like, what the oh hell boy. is it called? Uh, yeah, so, and I, I have all of them now at this point. I, I have, have yet to play all of them. Uh, I think it's criminal that there's been no new games recently because the it's it's one of my favorite favorite series. So, yeah, that's my history. Hmm. Love very it. Cool. Wow, yeah. No, so, is there, sorry, did you say there was any you haven't played? Oh, yeah, I have not played Beautiful Katamari, and I haven't played the one for PSP. What's that one called? Do you remember? Me, me and my Katamari. Yeah, I haven't played that one yet, and I don't think I'm missing any other ones. I don't think I don't think that's it. I think that's it. There's also like a, I believe there's a mobile version, which apparently isn't that great. Oh, oh, and, I, I didn't even know that. and I have to correct you on one thing, uh, Mark. Um, you don't play as a ball; you play as the prince who pushes the ball. So right, you that is true. Right. Or you're gonna miss. Well, me. I, I said you're pushing a ball, but that's okay. Don't <laughs> you even said worry you are the ball. I heard it. That. Play it back. That was the recap. That doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Everybody listening now knows that what you said is true, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what was I saying? Now I'm all mixed up. You're going to ask uh, NJ Retro his first experience, right? No, I was going to say something about something you said. Now oh. this is all edited out. <laughs> all right, we're just going to jump games. right there. <laughs> okay, so right on. Uh, NJ Retro, how about you? I'm assuming this was not your first foray into Katamari. <laughs> not at all. I actually own every version that's been released. Um, I picked up We Love Katamari when I first started collecting probably, I guess it's about six years ago now, maybe seven years. Uh, it came in a bulk lot of PS2 games. It was really odd and unusual. I threw it in and loved it. So I chased down the first one, which 
a lot of people don't know, had a very short print run because, as Miles exclaimed, it was an experiment in whether or not Americans would buy games like that. Um, and it only had a print run of about 80,000 games. So the NTSC wow. version is actually pretty hard to come by. Um, I so I, I chased one either. down, played through both of them, loved both of them, and then as each one came out, you know, I tracked them all down. Uh, the only one I haven't put significant time into was me and my Katamari on the PSP because the controls are atrocious. But all the rest of them are great. Mm, cool. Uh, this and is that, my that fourth me something that going to, Of this one particular game, your fourth playthrough? Yeah, yeah. We Love Katamari is my favorite in the series. This is my fourth playthrough of this game. Oh, nice. Which one is the one on 360? Beautiful, that, beautiful Katamari. Uh, I forgot that me and P1 had actually played that uh, one night. Our our wives had been drinking together, and we were just sort of ki killing time. <laughs> and we put that in, and uh, it was a lot different than this one. Um, I blew through this one, but I found that one challenging. Um, ah, is, does anybody else agree with that? You guys with the history of with Katamari, uh, NJ Retro. I guess I'm talking to you right now. What uh, did you find that one difficult? Was this uh, one easy compared to the others? It was slightly more challenging because they did have more gimmick mechanics in Beautiful Katamari, like more of like the campfire type stages where right. or the exact size stuff. The art style in Beautiful Katamari is really good. But what changed was in We Love Katamari, this was the last game that featured the original creator of Katamari. Oh, So that's why Katamari Damacy and We Love Katamari feel so similar and everything else seems kind of different. That's the best way to say it. Everything feels different. Um, oh, Katamari Forever yeah. on the PS3 is actually like a recap of all the previous Katamari games. So you get a lot of levels, but still it doesn't feel exactly the same as these first two games do. I found that the um, okay. uh, Katamari Forever was more difficult than the first two, in my, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, good to know. Um, that explains it because, yeah, beautiful Katamari had just put a, a sour taste in my mouth. And I kind of wish this was my first experience with Katamari because I went into this a little jaded and ended up uh, really enjoying this one in comparison. Um, okay, cool. Uh, P1, my brother, is this your, uh, other than the half hour I talked about earlier, is this your first foray? Yeah, so uh, we played Beautiful Katamari. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was a lot harder. Um, and then I played this. I started We Love Katamari the same day that I started Horizon Zero Dawn. And mm -hmm. I... I got farther and spent more time. No, I didn't. I spent less time, but I got farther and I enjoyed We Love Katamari more than Horizon Zero Dawn. Huh. Oh, wow. That speaks well, volumes. As someone who loves uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I would also say I like We Love Katamari more. <laughs> wow. Oh, I agree. But that's not a burn. Me too. Because We Love Katamari is an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's this. This was my first time, like, actually playing other than that half an hour that night. I didn't really enjoy Beautiful Katamari that much because we had to replay stages. Like, we replayed that first stage like four times. Um, it was hard. <laughs> when I put in We Love Katamari, I was concerned that the same thing was going to happen. But it it, it was not at all. Like, I didn't – I had to replay one stage, uh, and it's because my dogs caused a ruckus and I stopped rolling. And I, instead of getting <laughs> to the – 
I think it was 80 centimeters I needed. I had 76 when the time ran out. And it's because I had stu- I didn't pause it. I just got up to, to grab my dogs. Um, this was <laughs> much, much more enjoyable because the difficulty was considerably less. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't feel like this is a style of game that's meant to be difficult anyway. You don't. It's so weird that if you start also including frustration, people are just going to say, "F this!" Right in the Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, what what genre would you would you define this as? Uh, I would probably adventure. Ge- I would put this <laughs> under uh, what the fuck. <laughs> oh, I was wondering who wrote that there. Okay, yeah. yeah. This uh, I, I think Wikipedia at least showed it as a third-person puzzle uh, adventure mm, game yeah. or puzzle Wikip- strategy okay. game. So, so Prince Simulator, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know what it's yeah. like being a prince. It's, I, I think it's, it's, no, this is what it, this is what it was like being prince, not a prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, World yeah. destruction yeah. simulator. So every month, yeah. uh, I put in the genre and I take the one from Wikipedia and this is the first month where the genre didn't have a link associated with it because <laughs> somebody made it up because there's there's this isn't it's there's no genre it, it's a rhythm game it's a puzzle game it's a platformer it's first person shooter it's weird it's a Katamari game it's its own genre it's a first person that's, yeah, why it's, I, that's exactly why I recommended it because it's completely unlike anything you will ever play again and that's yeah, what I'm always sure. looking for in a game. I got to be honest. Same. Yeah. I can't argue that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was developed by Namco and published by Namco. This is Namco's baby for sure. This particular version only released on PlayStation. Wow. That blows my mind. Um, yeah. This came up back in 2005. Um, unless you live in Europe and Australia, which came out in 2006. So that's funny that since then, it's the only way you can play it is on PlayStation 2. Well, okay. Well, with that said, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the game, the deep story. So Katamari has a very unique story that it wishes to tell us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get one of you guys to sum it up. We'll go with NJ Retro. Why don't you sum up the story of this game? <laughs> so uh, the, the game kind of has two stories going on, and it's actually a little dark in message if you if you pay attention to the cutscenes. So the first one is basically that this is the second game. And not only us, but the king is also quite shocked that a second game was even made and that people <laughs> liked the first game. So it's yeah. kind of self-aware and kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit and where he talks directly to the fans and the prince about how the first game was a surprise breakout hit. Uh, and basically, he just wants to give back to the fans and do whatever they want. If they want to roll a big Katamari or a small one or a fast one or a short one, he wants to give back and make everybody happy. Um, the second story, which is what is shown through the cutscenes as you play through the stages, about every three stages you get a cutscene. And it essentially tells the story of the king as he grew up and his dad, who's the emperor of all cosmos, uh, basically was extremely hard on him and very strict and just beat him down at every turn because he just was not good enough. (laughs) And so eventually the king had enough and fought back against his father and they disbanded. They went their separate ways. Well, he finds this girl, the queen of all cosmos. And he goes back to his father for his father's approval, and his father says no. 
Um, so as the story transpires, uh, he goes about his life with his newfound girlfriend, and he realizes that the Emperor actually does care for him because he finds that the Emperor had retrieved a second-place trophy from a boxing match that his father had thrown into the river. In front of him, yeah. Right in front of him, showing his disapproval and being second place. But he catches his dad behind doors, admiring the second place trophy because he actually is proud of him. So he goes back in and he asks for his father's forgiveness and all is well in the cosmos. Um, the father approves of his girlfriend. They set to get marry, married and the emperor falls ill. And... Uh, Basically, is is bedridden and on his deathbed, and he passes the crown along to his son. Uh, following the crowning, they have their own baby, the prince. Uh, and the, it kind of so in the first game, the father basically got drunk and destroyed the universe. <laughs> kind of what happened, and so he forces his son to fix his problems. And in this game, he's kind of forcing his son to fix his problems again because he wants to please everyone. So while he learned his lesson that his dad really loved him, he kind of passed it along to his own son that he's still an asshole. <laughs> in his blood. The king yeah. is definitely a, a real prick. <laughs> Very yeah. self-centered and egotistical. It's in my Ooh, notes. But... The king is a prick. Has the greatest mustache <laughs> and chin anywhere. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a great line uh, since he brought up chin. And we want to hold your chin. Our chin's commands are our wishes. So he really, really loves his chins. It's a good chin. It's a nice, it's a nice solid chin. chin. Yeah. It's got that cleft in it. Yeah. Can be that cleft in the goatee. <laughs> um, wow. That was very well summed up. Um, yeah, man. That was great. Much all the cutscenes. And I never realized how at every three levels you're rewarded with these adorable and dark and weird cutscenes. Um, <laughs> Just a whole lot of emotions going through. When he goes in and sees his dad looking at that trophy, I got a little choked up. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but no, the message is terrible. He, he, yeah, I know, I know. He's the one that threw it out in front of his child. And then he goes and doesn't make it any better. But, you know, look at it this way. He just wanted better for his son. He was trying to push him. He didn't yeah. know what to do. He, he became a father too young in life. He wasn't sure what to do. <laughs> He was trying yeah. his best. He that, just wanted his best. Are you still projecting, talking about projecting a little bit here? We need to take a break. I mean, I can't see you throwing your kid's second place trophy out, out in front of him. Yeah. Well, maybe if my dad had thrown out my second place trophy, you I would be king of the cosmos. Well, I can't change time and genetics, but uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I could be P1. To somebody else, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's all irrelevant. All of, he, he tried his best. Um, at least he didn't turn to alcohol and drugs like his father. Uh, um, although he ended up turning to alcohol. All right, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> P1, what did you think of the story? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it earns its genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I liked the little chapter cutscene. I think it was after every two stages, though, not after every three. Um, I think it varied a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, and uh, I, I liked the cutscenes. I liked seeing where this king came from because he is a prick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was getting first place on on every cat. Like, every stage I did, I got first place. I got the little crown. He said the name of the first place trophy in, you know, this looks like a fruit catamari. And that was the name of the first place. And there was a little, like, I was scoring high. And he was like, you could do better. Oh, well. <laughs> 
Every time. <laughs> every single time. I'm like, I've already done the best. Don't tell me I can do better. <laughs> but I'm saving, that, my, not just I'm saving my cousins. Yeah. No, I guess. Everybody in yeah. the entire world. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, it's not just the king. It's these well. fucking... It's these ungrateful people who are... Hi! I thought oh, my God! Hi! Highness! I would like to be a sumo wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pal, all right, you're in luck because I'm going to roll you around this stage until you are massive and you're going to be awesome. You're going to be the best sumo wrestler around. And I did that. I made him the best sumo wrestler. And then the king was like, well, he could have been bigger. And then he was like, yeah, I guess it'll do. I don't even want this anymore. You can have it. (laughs) I felt bad for the prince. Yeah, the king always sides with everybody else except his son. I think the prince grows up to be Michael Douglas and falling down. (laughs) (laughs) I also like how whenever you get presents, he basically says, well, I guess it's a little too small for myself. I would like yeah. to keep it, but here I guess yeah, you can, guess have, you can it. have it. And what yeah, is with yeah. that that weird stance? Like he's got he's like spread out on the ground with like a house between his legs, and he's wearing <laughs> like that, that weird Michael purple Jackson onesie. album cover. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the legs <laughs> spread out. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's a jerk, and I felt bad for the prince. Um, and I, I mean, I get it. The king's a jerk because his dad was a jerk. But break the cycle, pal. You got to be stronger than that. You got to break that cycle. Um. Yeah, I was glad when he got his hair cut off in that little street tussle. <laughs> his pompadour. Yeah, I have a bit of a theory as to what this game is actually well, about. Like that's do. the that's the story, but I want to um, bring up this book that was made uh, that was written called "The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up" by Maria Kondo. I don't know if you've heard about it. It came out in 2011, so after this game, uh, it's not a direct adaptation, but it borrows some of the ideologies expressed in this material. Do tell. Uh, <laughs> so I think that this game is actually about is like a self-help game, right? And they use metaphors to explain how you should be bettering yourself. I think it starts with the tutorial, which is abstract, and that's your mind, because you can't really focus on anything else until you get your mind straight. So you declutter your mind first and you, you wrap everything up, shoot it off into the sky. And uh, and then the next thing is the most literal example of that, which is cleaning your room. Like it's the most basic thing you can do is clean your room to feel better about yourself. Uh, and that's what you do. You're not trying to make the biggest ball. You're trying to get rid of 80 objects that are in your room in places that they shouldn't be. Um, and there's there's a lot more uh, examples of this, like rolling up the sumo guy P1 you said earlier. I think that that is a metaphor for helping a friend, and you can't actually do that without helping yourself first. You can't put yourself out there to be a supportive person until you've focused on and decluttered your mind, cleaned your room. Um, the Hansel and Gretel stage as well. It's about rolling up all that candy and that junk food and saying goodbye to it. It's about <laughs> after you you ball up all of that stuff that's unhealthy for you, you then roll up, you have to roll up the fans after that. And that's the, one of the only stages where you have to do that. And that's because that's your addiction. That's, those are the, that's a metaphor, a, your personified addiction that you're then getting rid of only after you get rid of all the triggers in the room, which is the candy and the junk food. Um, I'm going to keep going. Tell me if I should stop. Uh, I'm going to jump in for a second. An elephant in a cruise ship. What is that? (laughs) 
<laughs> this this just reminds me of something like so this is a lot of this is from a book or is this mostly your opinion or is this kind of a merger of the two well it's like uh it, i'm using like some of the ideologies of the right. uh, like changing magic of tidying up like one of the things that you have to do is <laughs> is 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 uh thank your material objects for for providing you joy and then saying goodbye to them. Okay, and so you do that at the end of every stage. I, I want to say, like, what you're you're saying reminds me of. I bought this book a while back. This is is a book. I bought it as a joke. It's called It's Over Nine Thousand, and it's a book about the philosophies and shit of <laughs> Dragon Ball. This what you just said reminds me of that, in that you can pull whatever shit you want from anything and make it sound way deeper than what it is. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball more than almost anything else, and the shit that they were pulling, it could be applied to whatever you want. So I, I kind of feel the same thing about this book that you're talking about. Listen, when you find your cousins, yeah, you find your fam, if you will, uh -huh. uh, they're a metaphor for asking for help when you need it and finding out who your true friends are. Your family is CC Unite. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, family. For anybody listening, Rob's referring to his family as bullshit, not CC Unite as bullshit. No, definitely not CC. I was talking about my <laughs> So who knew a batshit crazy Japanese game was a metaphor for life? Yeah, I want to hear more, yeah, Miles. You got any more for us there? You got some more? Yeah, sure, uh... of course. <laughs> it was a slow day at work. Uh, <laughs> so, um... So I said the shooting the Katamaris into the sky. Okay. Uh, the last thing is rolling up the sun. That's how you beat the game, right? And I think that what that is supposed to mean is that after you do everything, it's important to acknowledge your achievements and celebrate your successes. And you can only do that by focusing on small tasks at a time and then stepping back and seeing the overall outcome of all those small tasks being completed. You step back and you look at the bigger picture. You've actually rolled up the sun. Uh, I would have thought it was actually you need rest after doing all that work. So you put the sun out so you can go to sleep. I'm hearing a lot of deep, all like, theories are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's that's a great theory. I like. I mean, I'm a little no. shocked that Miles's own life isn't more put together after hearing all of this insight. <laughs> hey, what the hell? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> um, I'm buying that. I'm I'm on board. Um, this is uh, it's it's Does not it make just you like uh, the game a little bit more. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me. <laughs> no, that was that was great. That was good theories. I, I like when people bring theories. I think that's a first. <laughs> All right, um, Rob, yeah. what did you think of the story overall? It's great. First of all, I think that there's a lot to learn from the king. I like the king. I I feel like some kinship with him. Um, I like how cocky he is. I like how easily appeased by people sucking up to him he is. Wow. <laughs> to get, this is you and Lef. Do you, do you want to hear a really quick funny story about my own vanity that I didn't realize I had? So yes. a long, a long time ago, I used to go to a gym for a little bit, uh, and there was this guy in this gym who would just jog in place, not on a machine or thing. He would just jog in place, and I, it just looking at him really annoyed me. I'm like, you look stupid. I, I had nothing against him. Otherwise, I'm just like, I would go to Megan. I'm like, I don't like this guy. I don't like. This. <laughs> he looks, he looks ridiculous the way he runs. And, and so then one day I was I was I went there and I was wearing a Zelda shirt and the guy comes up to me goes nice shirt and without even thinking about it without even realizing it I went to Megan later like oh, that guy's not so bad after all and I didn't even <laughs> realize 
how much vanity I had and how easily swayed I was by sucking up to me. So I feel like the king, because a, a big part of each stage, the king's going on his rant, and then someone says something like, you know, vaguely uh, complimentary to him or very complimentary to him, and then he instantly just does what they said, and he and he he helps them out. So I, I feel like I can relate a lot to that. So I like the king. He's great. Um, unlike the king, however, I didn't have a father around, so I don't have any, like, deep backstories or anything. Um but maybe maybe I could twist it around to make like my own uh, backstory about not having one, and mm-hmm. it still comes out the same thing. I also cannot grow a pompadour, which would be really cool though. I'd love to have one. Well, <laughs> you should prove it. So <laughs> uh, prove you can't. Other than that, like the, the the this game is oozing the series oozes style uh, and uniqueness, and so of course I like those. The cutscenes are awesome. Um, they're they're silly. They're dumb. They're, they're not even well animated. They're they're mostly 1960s Incredible Hulk uh, moving images across the screen. Uh, but they're they're great. They're really funny, and and uh, I think the game's a real hoot. They remind me of um, stop motion animation or like paper craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you see people do like paper cutout stop motion animation, it reminds me a lot like that. Really jittery movements like that. Yeah. Pastel colors. Yeah. It's awesome. The game is so it's so fun. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That conversation was longer than I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would have been a really quick segment. Um, There's not a whole lot of story. You just roll things up. Let's move on. (laughs) All right. Um, So before we do move on to gameplay, was there anything else anybody wanted to add story-wise? Uh, I think we we nailed it. All right. Yeah, that's good. Let's get into gameplay then. This is when it gets juicy. This is when you're either going to be on board or out the door. Let's talk about the gameplay mechanics. Let's talk about the controls. Um, I kind of wish I'm going to start off really hard here. I wish you were the ball. I wish you weren't the guy pushing the ball. Um, I did not enjoy turning in this game. Turning, especially turning around in this game. Did not enjoy. Didn't it's enjoy it. It's all about it. the flip. It's don't all about bother, the flip. Don't yeah, bother flip. turning. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, tell me about the flip. Tell me. I, did, I never knew you could flip. Well, you Double never click. flipped once? Double click wow, the two dude. joysticks. Didn't know you could do that. And he will I flip to the my side and push in the opposite direction. Yeah. You don't want to turn because it's too slow. The flip exactly. is always faster. It's too bad that it's at in the, the first stage of the game, they didn't have... Uh, like a lesson where they taught you how to do the oh, moves of the game, where you had it's to push it before it would let you go on. It's in the tutorial. It's in the tutorial. It's in the tutorial. What do you want to bet, Mark? Let's bet. Let's bet right now. Let's bet live on the show. You bet. How did I get through it? How did I get through the tutorial? Lunch of Tom's. Didn't realize. Did you get someone else to help with it? Let's bet. Come on, bet me. Bet me a little, you little pansy. All right, so it, it, Mark, if it isn't in the tutorial, then you have to do an introduction to the Mega Man episode. It's true. <laughs> CC Prime. Yeah. You never did that, right? And you no, bet you lost? That. You never did oh, okay. that. Okay. <laughs> you lose all the bets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I'll that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you buy me two Xbox box. One X's? Are you really looking it up right now in the middle of the show? Oh, my God. It's in there. I guarantee you. Yeah. Gotta hit mute. Um, so, uh, 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 Miles, tell us about the controls. <laughs> so well, I go I look that... this up on Google. <laughs> now watch him frantically strain and look at the computer as he searches things. 
so you have to use the analog sticks in this game um, to turn, go forward, backwards. Uh, it, it has a couple interesting features like the flip, which is an important piece that they taught you in the tutorial where you press down both uh, <laughs> joysticks and you go to the other side of the Katamari ball and you look behind you. Sometimes it's even good just to keep doing it to see what your map looks like around you. Um, and then you right. can plan your path a little bit better. Uh, one of the other, I don't know if it was in addition to this game or if it was in the original as well. I actually think it's an addition to this game where you flick the joysticks or you flick the analog sticks rapidly and your ball spins really fast and then you can mm -hmm. shoot it uh, yeah, that's forward. a waste of time. Yeah, I've never, never used that. Yeah, I never used that. It was if, completely... If you want to go for all super clears, which is where you get the meteor at a completion, you have to use the spin. Hmm. There's no, In most cases, in order to super clear a level, you have to do almost double what's required. So if you need to be 50 centimeters, you got to do 100 centimeters in that same time frame. And in yeah. order to do that, you have to turbo speed everywhere. Interesting. I've mm. never had a super clear. I didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I. Yeah, when <laughs> when he tells you how when he tells you how big the ball is, how big the Katamari got, and how you know what's first, second, and third in it, uh, you'll see a shooting star go past the back of the screen, and it'll pop up next to your little crown there, and it adds it as another. Um, when you go to roll up body? the sun, it's another celestial body that's mm. out there. Nice. Oh. Huh. It's uh, incredibly cool. difficult to do on half of the levels. Oh, interesting. Um, that would be hard to do on yeah any level, I would think. My goodness. All right. Um, By the way, the controls don't work very yeah. well on the Logitech wireless controllers. <laughs> I found that out the hard way this time. <laughs> what were you playing it on? PS2 or? Yeah, I played it on PS2, but I have a, a Logitech wireless oh, controller. Okay. And cool. The analog sticks are not quite as sensitive as an original one, and it was very hard to do that speed move. Hmm. That's good to know. Um, P1, what did you think about the controls? Uh, they're fine. Um, did you know you could flip uh, to yeah. the other side? It makes it yeah, really it was... fast when you're trying to turn around. Yeah, yes, in the I, did know. I did know. It's in the tutorial. Um, so I, I mean, moving forward, there are... For the, uh, the game controls is th there are some mo moments of frustration and I don't know if it was my controller or what um, when I would try to turn and instead of like it, he would slow to a crawl and instead of turning he would just roll the ball off the edge um, of things so I don't know they're fine the controls are fine uh, going forward flipping um, rolling backwards is painfully slow so just don't do it just flip I don't know why you would roll backward. I don't even know why it's an option. Like, who needs to back? Just flip, push, flip, push. It makes no sense to me why people would roll backwards. And the side to side is uh, the controls are fine. They're they're fine. You use both analog sticks. I don't know what else to say about them. You're, it's a game where all you do is roll over things and suck them up. You don't suck anything up. They get stuck to you. You, you stick you stick them to the ball. Yeah, all right, all right. I had, to, I had to suck up four hours of this game. His lasting thoughts um, are not written in stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right, um, Rob, what did you before you tell us yep. your thoughts of the controls? How do you do a flip? Uh, you just hit L L three and R three, right? Just yep. click them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you push the. Okay. Yeah, All right. So tell us your thoughts on the uh, uh, controls. controls. 
Yeah, uh, they're great. They they work for for the game. I mean, I don't know what else. There's not much else to add. I would like the game. I would like turns to be a little quicker and more smooth. Uh, I did back up every once in a while if I was just just missing one thing. I would roll back a bit. But other than that, I didn't back up too much, and I didn't turn. Well, I mean, I still turn. Like if I'm like arcing, uh, you know, if I want to get like a like a you know, not a straight line, but like kind of go with with because there's, there's like there's trails in the stage. There's like trails of of little things that you can pick up, and so you know to gather momentum or not momentum, but to gather uh, mass, I'll sometimes go along the trails that you can see, and some they're not usually in straight lines. So of course I would turn with them. So I found that fine. It's just doing abrupt turns and going side to side are are, are very very slow. But, uh, you know, you have to flip, right? It's taught to you in the tutorial, so yeah. you know to use it. So since you have that flip, the game is great. Um, and, so anything, so more than a, anything more than a 45-degree angle, turning becomes a chore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So are we talking about just the controls, or are we talking about gameplay, too? Uh, well, sure, you can jump into the gameplay. You're going to be up next anyway. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different variety to the game. Like, there's a lot of like extra stages that we can talk about. But the main the main goal is to not suck things up, but to roll things up into giant balls and to meet the. You usually get a time limit, and then you get a size. Uh, of course, there are different stages, like kind of like side stages that have different rules. But the main rule, the main thing of the game is just to roll up and increase the size of your katamari to make stars is what they call. But that can mean planets. It could be satellites etc um i love so the early stages are fun you start off i think this the prince is like five centimeters i think this is a, what official height is that right nj retro yeah yeah uh so, so it's kind of fun you, it, the sense of progression in this game is what i love what i love things that become like uh just over the top uh out of control and this game and the games in the series just they do that perfectly because you start off as five centimeters rolling up erasers and batteries and shit, and by the end of the game you're rolling up continents and cities and 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 uh, <laughs> Ultraman and, and Godzilla and and increasingly <laughs> different sizes of mundane things. Um, but but you start so small and you and you're rolling so large by the end of it that I just I love it I love it I love the screams of the people as they're being rolled up to the ball. All often <laughs> my favorite game music is playing in the background, just happy. Uh, upbeat mm-hmm. stuff is playing and all I hear is ah! screams and I fucking <laughs> love it and it just makes it, it puts such a smile on my face to see school children That's running creepy. from a giant ball of meat and That's brick and <laughs> as you roll them up it's great um, so you know like and that and the game can be challenging uh, later games as we stated earlier are more challenging um, but yeah the, so uh, other the other guys can talk about some of, our, of the one second that's okay. We'll jump into Miles. Miles, what did you think about? So, like Rob was talking about, there's different types of levels. Was there any favorite types of levels that you liked? Um, yes, I think that my favorite stage. Okay, so when I played this game the first time, my favorite stages were the ones where I could see the the largest difference in scale. Mm-hmm. So, like starting uh, in a house, like cleaning under a bed, and then trying to roll up people, and and the house that you started in, you know that <laughs> yeah. that is that's really cool, right? So, um, cool. but after you get the chance to do all that, I, I started to find a little bit more appreciation for the gimmick stages. Um, one in particular is the is the sumo wrestler that you're feeding, <laughs> because I think that just conceptually, there's nothing more Japanese. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. And I love that you could roll them up on a cat. Eat this cat. <laughs> you want to be eat this People cat. Too, eat I this believe. fence. <laughs> eat this, yeah, you're eating it. 
right? How about these ground melons? You want yeah. these? Yeah. Small children. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, this guy takes sumo wrestling pretty seriously. I, uh, He's determined. I also thought that the snowball stage is kind of cute. I like. I like oh yeah, stage. I, I like yeah. that one too. Have a perfect size of the snowman's head on top of the body. Ah, it was cute. Come on. Yeah. You don't have a heart if you don't like that stage, P1. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what did you yeah, think like about the um the campfire stages I, or the heat stages? I do not like those ones. No, difficult. I, Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Uh those you just are have the to keep rolling things. I do like if you touch water that it instantly ends the level. It plays yeah. makes out. sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I I dislike the firefly stage the most though, because mm. you're just rolling around in the dark. I love that one. And and your ball doesn't grow that that much, mm. and uh, you're only rolling up one type of thing. Like mm. everything yeah. that I loved about Katamari, they got rid of for that one stage. <laughs> right, and you know what? It's probably my favorite one. Of course, <laughs> but you you're can't right. See anything? It's the least. I <laughs> uh, know. It's great. I can see the colors perfectly. It's the only color on the screen. I loved it. My favorite. Oh, yeah. My favorite level. Just rolling it's, up bright things. It's really impressive. Music. How they were able to give you such a variety of stages in what should be a simple mechanic, like, and when you think about it, like this, you know what the snowman stage makes sense. Why wouldn't you make a snowman? Um, it's a game about getting something bigger. Why wouldn't you have a sumo wrestler stage? That makes sense. Uh, I just, I, I mean, there's not, a, I can't think of a stage I didn't like. I didn't mind the Firefly stage. Um, it was the the dullest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was impressive how they were able to make similar stages seem different just through the scale. Just of like you were saying, Miles, where you start you're in the bedroom, and the next thing you know, you're rolling up the house that you started the, the, the level in. You know, there's one stage where he's like, "You have 17 minutes to get 500 meters," yeah. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh That's man, my That's my favorite but, stage." Oh yeah, I love it because you start you, at the end of it. I think I had 1400 was my what I ended that one with. Yeah, um, huge. You start because when you the bigger you get, the faster you grow. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and, and you get like you actually get like a little bit of a rush. You're like you're rolling along and you bump into something. And you're like, oh no no, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. I, you. Be back. I don't bump into things. <laughs> I roll things. I'm coming back. <laughs> you go and hunt down a bunch of children and yeah. absorb them. <laughs> no. the, yeah, the way no. the game... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. The way I just just on that topic. The way the game handles the scale uh, mechanically is really yeah. really cool. The way they do it. So you basically have like a limit. So after you get say like, say you get let's just say arbitrarily 15 meters, the game loads up. Uh, and usually, literally loads up because the, the king will talk to you to cover the load time. But it's self-referential. Size gates. Yeah, exactly. So what it does is the game then kind of bumps the level of detail down. So I, I'm assuming that each model has like four or five different levels of detail. So um, so when you go up a level, everything kind of just gets, or I think it gets replaced with a, a, a more of a, a like a low res version of of what you had when you were at the the smaller sizes. So the game is continuously loading in new assets to, to replace the more detailed one so it never becomes mm -hmm. laggy or too... Uh, well, even if it wasn't laggy, just the amount of detail you would see in that screen would be overwhelming at a certain point. So so especially on something like PlayStation 2, they did a really good job of kind of conserving, uh, of making sure the frame rate didn't go crazy and yeah. that... Uh, There's no it, slowdown. Yeah. Which and, is and you shocking. Answers. Yeah. Could have easily had... You know, frame rate drops and stuff with how crazy it gets, but, yeah, but they right. were super efficient with the way they did it, and I think it's super clever 
uh, how they how they handled that problem or what would have been a problem but because if they did it well there was no problem yeah because otherwise instead of complaining about the three you know five second load screens we would have been complaining about slow down the entire game so i like that they had those gates the way well, just imagine if they didn't get rid of the uh the like the the batteries and the erasers and shit right like right. it would all yeah. same with your ball too your ball doesn't actually keep uh, all the crap that you're rolling up, it when it when it levels up, if you want to call it that, it kind of condenses the junk that you have in there. I, I think it averages that with whatever you have the most three of, uh, and then as you keep going, yeah, the game the game will compress your ball every once in a while. Yeah. So, so so something that hasn't really been mentioned yet is that the game handles physics quite well, uh, and depending on the size and the shape of the item you pick up, like a fence or a tree or a car, mm. it will actually change the way that your ball rolls. It changes the way that it moves as well as affects your actual control in your analog sticks. So when you say that you notice how much it slows down in turning, how much it slows down and going backwards, a lot of that has to do with what's in the ball. Oh, and cool. imagine taking something that's square as opposed to circular and trying to slide it or roll it. It changes the way that that thing actually functions and moves. And it's kind of impressive that they were able to do something like that and that the coding in the game can understand if ball is X size, then this can happen. So like you can go up to a box of soap and bump into it and just three seconds later have four more items that made you just big enough to pick up that box of soap. And I've always, I always found it fascinating that this game did not struggle or slow down with any of that. It just went smooth and cruised through like nothing. That's a great if point. You, if you have like a big fence or a big a large piece sticking out, you'll actually see the ball, like you mentioned. You'll you'll see it like hit and then roll up over, and there'll be things yeah. on the ground that if the ball doesn't touch them, if if it's one of those weird angles, and the ball doesn't touch them, it'll just flip over, and you don't have it. You're like, ah, oh, what the f? Yep. I rolled yeah, over that. Go back. <laughs> it also adjusts to like weird objects. So if you get like a pole or something, it'll start like if you roll on that edge, it's like a like a stilt or something. Your your ball will. Mm -hmm take that piece that's pointing out and actually lift it like you would if, you know, it's basically in a regular shape, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of coding that went into that. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, for sure. To, to realize the difference in thousands of objects that are in the game. Now, this isn't the Katamari that we played, but in the Vita version, Touch My Katamari, they actually use uh, the touchpad on the back of the Vita so you can oh. change the shape of your ball as you're playing oh, and you cool. can make it really thin or you can make it kind of short and fat um, based on what you picked up and it'll change the way the ball moves and you can get it in between like crevices that you couldn't normally get the ball in. And so it's like an added layer to that whole thing. So you like sort of just massage your ball as you're playing with your fingers. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You can just touch, you rub the back of the v mm. Vita, you just caress it a little bit. The yeah. ball just yeah. kind of narrows right. or, or grows really big. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize, but that was kind of sexual. What? Um, what are you talking about, realize? Mark? You're mind out of the gutter. Oh. Yeah, you sicko. You we should probably We're just talking about now. Shamari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I can also confirm um, in the tutorial, it does teach you how to uh, flip. So oh, let's really? Get into I didn't know that. More about uh, how, like rolling up the sun. So to beat the game, uh, you just do all the levels and then you get all the cutscenes. But then if, to get the real true ending, you got to roll up the sun. Why don't somebody uh, talk about that? Uh, Jay, how about you tell us about rolling up the sun? Um, basically, as you go through the game and you start creating all these planetary objects, you know, satellites and planets and stars and dust and whatever else. 
you get to the end and you can actually go to the stage right away as soon as it opens. Um, but you don't have enough celestial bodies yet to get large enough to roll the sun up. But you could basically roll around this level endlessly in any direction, just going and going and going mm -hmm. and picking up every little tiny piece of stardust. Uh, but ultimately, <laughs> you have a size restriction. As long as you hit every celestial body that was in the game, as long as you have one of each, you're big enough to roll the sun up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I then the credits roll. Yeah. So, yeah. and that that opens up, like you said, really early, early in the game. So, mm -hmm. could could you skip all the cutscenes or most of them and, and still get credits? No, because what happens is, like I said, you have to have a certain size in order to roll the sun. And the right. size is based on basically one each of the items from each level. Okay, all right. Because so I noticed you just keep rolling around and getting stardust, but that only goes so far, I guess, is what you're saying. Right? Yeah, you have to have all the celestial bodies that you had from each level. But if so I remember right, you don't have to do the double stages, where in a case like um, the school teacher gives yeah. you two yeah. options. One is to roll as large as possible, as fast as possible, and the second one is to roll up all the students. If you don't do right. the second one, you should still be able to get credits. There's you a couple don't. stages like No? So this was my problem. Um, I'm going to jump into it. Uh, yeah. My problem is, so you find out that there's stages by a person who appears on your on your world map, and they, they call to you, and you go to them, and they have a request, and you go do the request. Um, as each you complete each stage, a new person shows up and, and calls you over. However, some of them call you back over, uh, and you're in the same stage, and that felt to me really cheap. Um I didn't want to replay stages I had already been in. I had already seen those environments. And I wasn't willing to do that in order to roll up the sun and get the credits at the end. Because so I, 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 right? Yeah, 100%. I don't remember. I'd never played an identical stage to get credits. Guaranteed. Uh, I played any, part two. I see. So it's the part two that I, any, any person, I did not go back to them. They, they got their request. They said, hey, King of the Cosmos, this is what I want. I gave it to them. If they then had a second request after the fact, they can go pound sand. You don't get. To <laughs> but I always did them right stage, away, though. so I never really noticed. It's like as same... soon as it was done, I did the next part of it and didn't even bother to worry about it. But they, it's see the they same didn't... map, but they... it's a different request. Yeah. 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 I don't want to see those maps again. I've seen, I've seen that map. Give me a new map. <laughs> Give me a new stuff. <laughs> but your ball usually gets bigger. Yeah. You the see, map feels different. You get a yeah a bigger ball that feels different, mm -hmm. and you. Um... <laughs> Nope. Can I go ahead and move on color or, uh, <laughs> Oh no, my! You, uh, you you roll it up and uh, like in the beginning you're just collecting cranes like in that school level, and yeah. then the next time you go back to it you can get the walls and yeah. you can get the stupid teachers that are kicking you around. Yeah, but <laughs> see, you don't need to do those second levels of those stages to get the chapters. The chapters come with one playthrough each. Yeah. At the end of those chapters, this story should be done by forcing me to go back in and do second tiers of these stages. I found it. I found it to be a cheap way to extend it. I was enjoying the game enough to play through each person's request once and see the chapters from the king. I was not enjoying it enough to go back and and re-roll through a stage I had just rolled through. So I take it no one did the million roses stage then. <laughs> I did a I did a stage where I had to gather flowers. No, this one's yeah. different. So if you collect all of the cousins in the game, which this game's like Banjo-Kazooie with the amount of collectibles, it's 100% this game is yeah. quite a feat. But if you collect like, all the cousins in every stage, it opens up a special stage that it's just a field of roses, red roses, and you have to roll up a million. 
Well, they respawn slowly as you're playing through the stage, but if you roll up a bunch and leave and come back, it respawns everything. So to do a million roses, it takes a long time. But oh, it changes the credits and everything. I have the million roses stage. I haven't completed a million because it requires an insane amount of going through it. It changes wow. the uh, world, the field, the world, the map, for lack of a better term as well. It gets filled with roses. Changes the credits, cool. too. Can you just, like, duct tape the analog sticks? Yes. Up, People have done that, And yeah. then walk away and then come back? And Yeah, right. you can just rubber band them, you know, to yep. one direction or the other and just keep moving. But like I said, it slowly respawns. You're better off leaving and coming back and wiping it's, a whole bunch up. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, your safe game keeps the progress, right? I think you yeah. may have said that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Dedication. So much in this game. It offers so much. I, I want to yeah. mention really quickly about the cousins. We all keep talking about these cousins, these other characters that you yeah, find. Yeah, do. Um, but one of the things you can actually do, which is really cool, is you can switch your playable character to any of the cousins that you unlock. Yeah. And there's I one in every mistake. stage. Like So that's so many different characters or skins yeah. of characters that you get that you can choose from. And you can put hats. You, is it just skins? Well, you can also get hats and stuff too for the for the characters too. So there's other collectibles like you can wear a camera, or I used to use the giraffe head uh, yeah. on on the prince. So so there's more even more customizing. Which it, this game does not need customizing at all for your main character. It's it just skins it though, Mark. It's just skins. Oh, there's okay. no there's no gameplay difference between them. But one of the That's cool bad. things that I love with the cousins is when you're on the overworld map, you can hold down one of the buttons and you play music and dance, and all the cousins. Yeah gather to you and walk around <laughs> oh, picking everybody up cool. oh, an another yep. thing about the gameplay worth mentioning is that you can choose whatever music you want for each stage which is also awesome because there's so many great tracks in this game once you play the stage so okay. the music is introduced to you one song at a, at a time yep. per specific stage and right. then once the song has been introduced then you can choose it from your list of yeah, yeah, you songs for each level them. yeah did anyone else love Kuru Kuru Rock as much as I did? That's the only one I didn't like that much. Really? <laughs> I like Katamari uh, on the swing. That one's great. My favorite's ever right. loved by far. Hold on. Before we get into sound, was there anything else gameplay-wise? Because we're about to discuss the sound pretty hard. Oh, snap. Anything else gameplay-wise? Did we cover it all? Um, Gameplay? I guess the only thing I wanted to add is, like we were talking about before, trying to 100% it. Like, you won't 100% yeah. it without doing replays which P1 did not want to do at all, but I can understand <laughs> that because I still haven't 100%. Yeah, that's the, these, every, I mean, that's, that applies to most games nowadays too. I'll never 100% anything because, yeah. I mean, so it's, that's not think, new. Uh, so. uh, I'm going to address this to P1. Do you think credits should have come after the yep. story, after the cutscenes? Uh, yeah. And then it should have all post-credit yep, content? Think, I think you beat chapter 10. I think you should have got uh, credits uh, or maybe done one more stage after that. I think Rolling the Sun should be a bonus thing. For having done all of the the second levels of everything, um, you very easily could have tiered this game that way. Because uh, I don't think uh, I can't say that I won't go back to it, but I, I I can't imagine a situation right now when I would go back to replay those other stages just to roll up the sun, just to get credits. And in, in we love Katamari, but maybe I can mm. agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially I disagree. Um, I'm currently thinking about playing it right now, so I can't <laughs> wait to get back to it. Actually, <laughs> those roses. Well, the, the, gameplay, credits, yeah. the underwater stage. Nobody mentioned it. Right. Oh, and when yeah. we were talking about physics and the way that yeah. things move and roll, the water actually affects it, and you like float and move super slow. 
That was one of my favorite stages, that underwater stage. That one, you need the speed roll. The speed roll is killer in that level. Hmm. Yeah, I still rolled regular speed. I'm not I never use speed roll. <laughs> I like when you get hooked on a, a like a fishing yeah. line, mm-hmm. and then when you fall back down, you kind of like slowly float back down, so yeah. you can catch a school of fish on your way down. Yep. I like rolling by those people in the submarine at the bottom who are like fish watching, and as I roll by <laughs> them, I point at them. <laughs> to let them know that I'm, I'm coming back for them. <laughs> I do love rolling people um, up. I love rolling people thing. up. It's great. I love chasing them. It's like, yeah. I'm going to get you. Because they oh, scream and they get a little exclamation point above their head and they're like, yeah. there is one other thing we didn't mention about that. There, during We were talking a while back about how the, the game knows when you're just too small to pick something up. There's a certain kind of in-between point where you can hit something, it'll knock them down, and then you can pick them up. Yep. Uh, and so there, there is that that element as well. So sometimes these pesky little bastards will get hit, but you don't absorb them, so you have to roll back and get them. It's, it's good impressive. to know that you're like on the cusp of being able to pick them up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and also when you hit them, oh. they fly in the air and they scream and their limbs flail. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's very so satisfying. Funny. Chasing the animals around in the zoo. They all scream too and run away. Yeah. Or how about the stacks uh, of animals when it's like ten monkeys just on each other's shoulders? That's, that's a great, no. I mean, that's a great point. Like the game. That's, we didn't. We I, I we briefly touched on it. Like I said, Ultraman and stuff. But like the it's not like a logical game. As you get bigger, your the objects you find. Sometimes it's just giant people. Sometimes, like he said, there's a stack of animals or a stack of people or just weird configurations of things. As you get bigger, there's like boats that are sized of the cities technically. And then there's like other shit that keeps getting like there's just rainbows and giant monsters. It's just it makes no sense. Hey, people like, on the roof like, throwing pizzas. Hey, yeah. Look at these yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 guitars all have a banana on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no consistency uh, for relative scale in this game. You will find things of all sizes at all different sizes. Uh, oh, and there was another another stage we didn't talk about that was different gameplay, and that's the um, the rolling up the storm stage. So basically, that has three different viewpoints. So you start at the bottom, so you're kind of rolling almost invert inverted in a way. You oh, so you clouds. So you, yeah, yeah. So you, so you basically for that request, it's like, hey, uh, it's raining and I'm sad or whatever. Uh, so you're gonna roll up all the all the rain clouds. So as you're rolling up, you st- and you size up, it sh- kind of shifts perspective like three times. So then by the end of it, you're rolling like normal. But I yeah. thought that was kind of a neat way. Kind of, kind of starts you off in an unfamiliar control scheme, then ends on the, what you're used to, and and you, in that whole stage, you just in the sky rolling up clouds and stuff. The game has a lot of variety. Nobody mentioned the cow bear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that stage was so weird. Bear, it immediately ends. And, yeah. But it's good. Yeah, it's like you're done. Good job. Weird. Yep. You beat the stage. <laughs> yeah, I was okay with that. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. I got to beat ten chapters uh, today. That's awesome. And, that and, storm and we, stage was one of the like a, a couple of the stages, like I, I can't even say this about a game where like there's no, it doesn't feel like there, there sh- it should be a stress free game. The music is fun and light, the the, <laughs> the gameplay is, is 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 cute, you know. And there were stages when it was like I was stressing. I was like, I'm not gonna make oh, yeah. it. I'm not gonna get all that these storm timer. clouds rolled up. And uh, yeah, that timer oh, starts yeah. going, and you're like, they, you have one minute left. Like, oh, I go, oh my god, I gotta roll these clouds. <laughs> The worst ones are the ones that are are 15 minutes long. The long stages towards the end. When you get to minute 16 of 17 and you realize you're not going to make it, you're like, well, shit, I got to start all over again. And let's talk about what happens when you don't make it. Because (laughs) that is hilarious. Uh, The king 
it goes the screen goes all black instead of a rainbow <laughs> it's just all black <laughs> and blue and, and you just see that fan of katamari poking out and looking down on you and then the <laughs> king's head comes up and he is pissed <laughs> and lasers start flying from his eyes as you uh dodge the lasers on the bottom it becomes like a shoot 'em up and you just get hit every single time <laughs> you have to do the stage death. but it's a weird little mini game and uh it makes you feel bad for failing i don't fail yeah it's uh, there was also the uh race stage too where your balls got kind of uh always I moving forward that one. uh yeah. that one's a lot of fun race yeah, stage it is fun great. Um, Miles, uh, you said that, or yeah, you beat the sun. You rolled up the sun before. What is the ending that you get? What is the reward for rolling up the sun? How does it end? Honestly, I, I, I don't, I, I, I didn't do it in this playthrough and That's it was a, a long time. Like PlayStation two was the newest system at the time when last time. Oh, was okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Jay, how about you? You've probably done it three times today. Again, no. Like I said, I didn't finish this playthrough through, and my last one was 2013, it oh my said. Gosh. Um, but if I remember right, the credits scroll, and it shows a whole bunch of different artwork scenes behind it of things like running past and stuff. Kind of like in Super, what is it, Mario Kart or Mario World, where they have like that scrolling background screen of like images going by, and there's balloons and music playing. Like That's what I can remember of it. It's been four years since I beat it. I beat it two days ago. All right, Rob, tell me. I don't really remember. I think you're right. <laughs> wow, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's it's credits. <laughs> it's credits. So that's just it. Images rolling in the yeah. background. If I yeah, remember that's right. Much it. But those credits, man, you need those credits so they can go on your list of games you beat. Hashtag just beat it. That is true. Right. <laughs> that is true. You can't that's just beat it without the credits. They're worthless yeah. trash if you don't get those credits. Subhuman. Oh, for trash, sure. I think, yeah. You know, right, I yeah. think um, we play games differently than everybody else in the world. <laughs> I think a lot of people are super happy that th this game has the legs that it has. And instead, yeah. we're like, I wish it was two hours so I could see credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I for think sure. we see games a little differently than most people. You can't yeah, hashtag yeah, you just beat it unless you play with your ball. Right? That is right. Yeah. Just right. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, I think that's gameplay. If uh, if you haven't got an idea of what it's like, I don't think we could describe it any better. It's a weird game. It's, it's, it's a weird game. Um, Rob, tell us yes. about your favorite music tracks and so, the sound effects. Yes. I just want to say that I, uh, I, I actively have been listening to the soundtrack for this game for the last two years without actually having played the game. Um, so I, I love the music in this game. My favorite tracks are Disco Prince and Everlasting Love. Uh, I listen to those Ooh. regularly. Um, I also like um, Katamari and the Rocks. And uh, uh, there's other tracks. I can't remember off the top of my head the names of them. But those are about the three go-to ones. Uh, as for sound effects, my I, I let the map screen sit on the sit, like stay open. And, and I was just listening to that one guy go, Oh, my Gabby! Over and over <laughs> again. I thought it was the funniest every I, I intentionally saved that stage so i could keep hearing him just say oh i got me and there's one that i think it just goes save the pandas and uh, so yeah, all the characters have these like just these stupid voice clips and these dumb and dumb voices Oy. yeah i Oy. love them <laughs> 
it's they really get your attention. So there's that, and also the screams of people as you're pulling them up. I mean, who can't enjoy those, right? And then my my uh, my partner, she she was she watches me play games a lot, and she was noting like she's like, man, some of the the efforts put into these screams are really good. Like these people are really. <laughs> They sound terrified. He's like, these are some good voice actors, and there's there's different screams and for different uh, different character uh, uh, models and stuff. It's great. Yeah, love this game. Love the music. Yeah, in, uh, in Japan, I know the voice actors. They have no, no rights, so uh, if they want a certain dream from you, they get it. They do whatever it takes, and then uh, they get. It. Uh, all right. Um, what other tracks didn't you like? <laughs> I only didn't like Kuru Kuru uh, Rock is what it's called, isn't it? I didn't like it. We're no longer friends. <laughs> uh, <and> then, <laughs> this is my favorite um, song. It's just, it's, it starts off weird. It's not bad. I shouldn't say it. I don't hate it. It's just my least favorite. But it, it, start, it's just, it starts off weird. I'm like, okay. And then it sounds good for a second. And then it's weird again. I don't know. I just didn't like that one as much. But Miles, why don't you tell me why you love it so much? And oh, I think, there are other ones. That you and like. I, I, I think uh, a... Game as weird as Katamari <laughs> needs an equally weird soundtrack, <laughs> and the pop punk sounds of of uh, Kuru Kuru uh, Rock really do it for me. Uh, <laughs> and especially in contrast to another song that I love, which is Suugari Katamari, which makes it sound like a crooner is singing Katamari, and they're in the same game. <laughs> and they're pretty much interchangeable as to which stages you play them on. I think I know. That, that's the one that sounds like. <laughs> like uh, like Frank Sinatra, you right? That yeah. one. Yeah, I actually I hate that style of music, but I love that song. Yeah, that song is great. <laughs> and then the Kuru Kuru Rock, which you also love, it's also amazing. And then I would second you uh, by saying that the screams of the innocent were pleasurable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh so pleasurable. <laughs> oh my goodness! I find myself right. humming category. Uh, we will. Uh... The time. <laughs> I so hum good. it constantly. Nice. So would you say that's your favorite? What other ones do you like, Jay? Uh, I like the title screen music. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Mm. I don't know. I find that one kind of cheery. Sometimes I'll just turn it on and just let it go. So um, Catamaran on the Swing is good. Catamaran on the Rocks is good. Uh, a lot of these songs are remixes of the Katamari Damacy soundtrack. Mm. Like a good half of them are just full-on remixes redone. Um, that Shout guy out. actually... Does the Frank Sinatra voice? He's a f somewhat famous singer in Japan too. Oh yeah, like he does radio music, and and it was oh, cool. apparently a big deal that he did the soundtrack for this game. Jeez. Um, and also the oh, sorry cool. to cut you off, but that that theme song that's that I feel like is in almost every track. The la 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 la. I think it's catchy. It's really good. It is great. And I want to give a shout out to to uh, Lonely Star from the first game. It's not in. The, I, don't, I think it's kind of in this one, but I don't think it's a stage one. Yeah, it's Lonely mixed Rolling into another Star. one. Yeah, I fucking love that song. There is a lot of really really good chip tune remixes. There is from this game oh, and from cool. the first one. A lot of yeah, really great so remixes. It's awesome. I like Grimecraft's Lonely Rolling Star. I'm that gonna check that out. Really yeah, definitely. But yeah, I also. How about sound uh, P1? How about you? What'd you think of the sound? That's great. It, uh, Sorry, it's fun. It's upbeat. It's happy. I really, I really enjoy it. Um, uh, and you know what? I, I could see it getting mixed into my my regular video game music playlist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. don't like this game? Like what? I didn't say that. We're not there yet. 
<laughs> I like the sound effects too. Like a lot of the sounds remind me of old school cartoons, like Looney Tunes cartoons. There's a lot of buzzes and wings and, and zaps and plonks. Yeah, like yeah. whenever you pick something up, it makes that little boop 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 sound. I don't know, crashing <laughs> yeah. into things. You know, there's but a couple if you of pick songs. Up a trumpet or something. It's like yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of songs that are like they're they're actually like just good beats. Like they're good songs. Whether like. Outside of the context yeah. of the game, they're just good, good songs. Yeah, most of them are, I would say. Well said. All right. Pretty favorable all around for the sound, I'd say. And okay, you... let's get into... Yeah. Oh, I like them all. Uh, I like the Firefly <laughs> level the most for terms of sound and gameplay. So both the most boring... <laughs> Weird song and level, <laughs> but I did like it all overall too. There wasn't anything I didn't really hate or anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the graphics. Now, this is PlayStation Two. It's only on PlayStation Two. Do you think it aged well? Do you think it still holds up today? Um, and we already discussed sort of the slowdown and the scale and stuff, but you can feel free to talk about that more too if you want. Um, but what do you think about the graphics? We'll start with you this time, Miles. I think the graphics work really well with the w with the game, and I think that maybe some of the graphics, or the game looks the way it does because of the restraints of the game. So some of the people look kind of Minecrafty. That's kind of the way I mm. want to put it. But but it's only because in scale you need to be able to show them like a bunch of different ways, and you, you have to show them picked up in the ball and their weight or whatever has some influence on the ball. So uh, the fact that they went with these over stylized characters actually worked out for them in the long run. And it makes the game age better because if they tried to be as realistic as possible, uh, it wouldn't have held up to this day. Can, can we talk about yeah. how fucked up this game would look if everything was done realistically? Like, I don't mean like, <laughs> let, let's say it has the best graphics you could possibly get. Could you like that would be dis disturbing and weird. And you could see the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bloody like, meat. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, <people are> like, <laughs> like just like as the ball rolls, it, it scrapes off the like. You can see blood right and meat off the ground. And stuff. That would be fucking disturbing. And all while that great music is playing, <laughs> the cartoony sound effects, <laughs> or like the realization on someone's face as the ball is rolling on the ground just as it's about to hit the campfire, and they know they're going face first. <laughs> Oh my god! This game introduces dramatic cut uh, close-ups of certain things as you're playing. So in the top right corner, you'll just see a, a close-up of like someone about to get crushed or a rolled into something. Man, we got a real great uh, HD remake on our hands wow. here. <laughs> you say uh, th th there hasn't been one released for PS4 yet? No. No. Or, or Xbox they, they, systems they, at all. Maybe they made it. And then they had to scrap it because it's exactly what you just described. <laughs> They're like, no, we cannot release this. Horrific. Scrap it. <laughs> I want a new game. Someday. We, yeah, we I, I would love to have a game on the new systems now. I really, really would. I, I'm hoping they come out with one on PS4 and Xbox One. It would certainly be at home on the Switch, I would say. It would like, be a great Switch game with the motion control. Oh, why yeah. Didn't, why didn't we have one for the Wii with the nunchuck? Like, yeah, and, great point. And, like, I don't itself. get it. Yeah, and the, the Wii's graphics capabilities are basically a PS2 anyway, so they could have just threw both those games over. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Jay, what did you think of this one? Do you think this one holds up in terms of graphics? I, I Actually, I kind of... I think Beautiful Katamari probably looks the best out of all of them with that weird kind of pastel 
artwork. It looks like watercolor, basically. Uh, I really like the style in that one. and But this is probably my second favorite. I think this one holds up, time-wise, the best. I think, you know, like, it, it, Katamari Damacy, the first one's really good, but it's not quite as in-depth as this one. And the artwork really in this one just holds. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, said, like I said, the only one, the first one only had an 80,000 print run in America. This one actually sold only 120,000 in North America. So they weren't really big games at all, like very low budget. But like Miles said, that very simplistic and overstylized art style, everything is easily recognizable. There's no, you know, you don't roll through and go, oh, man, is that a battery? I don't think that's a battery. No, that's definitely a battery. It's definitely an eraser, a paper crane. Like you can tell everything. And even now, 12 years later, it still looks just as good as the day it was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said, well said. Okay, uh, P1, what were you? It's gorgeous. Um, sorry, my dog's like about to run through here and pull all the cords. So you out like of my desk. the graphics, you like the sound. You like, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think it looks really good. Um, I like stylized games. They age better, they, they hold up better. This game is stylized, it, is, it looks really good. Uh, and like uh, Jason was just saying, you could, you could tell it's a battery. And I think that also has to deal with the fact that you know, hey, I'm only five centimeters. Well, what is this thing that I'm about to roll up that's five centimeters? Oh, it's a, oh, it's a big fucking... It, this looks like a battery. Like, knowing the scale helps you know what those things are. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they reused some of the shapes and designs for bigger things as you get bigger. Um, yeah. But it sure. looks really, really good, especially for the PlayStation 2, which most games seem to have this sort of gray haze over them, almost. On play, PlayStation 2 graphics are really hazy. Uh, but this game didn't suffer from that. It's probably the best looking game I've played on the PS2 with like color wise and, and design wise because it didn't feel like it had that. Like I, it wasn't like I was looking at it through a dirty window like when I play anything else in the PlayStation 2. <laughs> that um, was the tagline of the PS2, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Greatness <laughs> awaits through a dirty window. A dirty window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it looked really good. I, I'm glad they chose what they did. The characters are weird as F. Um, they just there are there are strange looking dudes, man. I don't I don't get it, <laughs> but that's okay. You don't you don't need an in depth you know thirty year backstory to be able to enjoy every character and everything you enjoy. <laughs> I like how you, the Star sitting characters are always sitting, <laughs> and the standing characters are always standing no matter what. Yeah, so yeah. if you're this ball yeah, you're right. and you touch a sitting character, the sitting character will scoot off on its butt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, the graphics are really good. They did, a, they did a good job. Yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, Rob, did I ask you what you thought of the you graphics? Did not. Uh, I and it's going to be a lot of echoing of what we've already heard, but I think that the graphics for this game and the, the style specifically, what they chose, is perfect for this game. Um, it, everything is clear with a strong silhouette. It's it's clearly legible. You know what you're rolling up. Uh, it works for the game. It's it's kind of zany and wacky, so it works for the theme and style of the game. Uh, and also, it saved budget. And like you said, they had a lower budget, and also they had to budget the um, the like the poly count and the amount of textures and stuff they can use. So everything they did in this game is is perfect. I, I think for this game, uh, and like we've all said, it it still looks good today. It's still crisp and clear. Uh, a lot of games don't age as well when it comes to 3D stuff, and I think. Just like I, oh, I think World of Warcraft still looks good, even though I know they had a, a, a facelift in the re- recent years. It still stood up where other ones no longer do because of a strong style and art direction. And I think that this game is is 
a good example of a successful way of doing that. Yeah, well said, well said. Stylized your, definitely is the way to go. For your age. Katamari is as big as 364 <laughs> club members. Right. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Yeah, I like when they do that at the end too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Wow. I guess that is Katamari. Was there anything else anybody wanted to mention before we get into our lasting impressions? I think that pretty much sums up as best as we can this weird sort of rolling up game. Yeah. Okay. Um. With that said, let's get into our lasting impressions. So, just sort of your overall thoughts. Uh, did you do you still feel that this held up today? Would you still recommend this to people today? Um, I think we know the answers, but we will start with Jay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like Sean said, we pushed hard for this thing in the Hangouts. There was like a good five <laughs> or six of us that's like, nice. we need this, we need it. Well, because if you if you look historically back through most of the club games, either it was all AAA titles that a lot of people know, or very niche titles but niche in a way like god hands niche or you know it's something where it's it's kind of dark and obscure and i just kind of felt like we needed something bright happy and simple especially in a holiday month it worked great because it's a short mm -hmm. month and it's a short game mm. yeah so, yeah i always recommend it to people because like the way i gauge it mostly for games is my wife is not a gamer she plays very few games this is a game that she's completed and it's one of probably 20 games that I own that she's completed just because it was that easy to pick up that pretty, that funny, and that humorous, that fun. And so, yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. Right on. Oh, yeah. Good That's for all ages. <laughs> yeah, well said. Yeah, you really could. Um, okay, how about uh, Rob? What are your overall thoughts? Uh, just before I get to that, um, I didn't have any hand in, in recommending this game. So thank you for getting that pick. However, I demanded slash attempted bully my way onto this episode. I threatened to riot if I wasn't on this on this one. So I, uh, I, I you love. actually promised us that you would have a journal of your playthrough. Your one of your famous Rob journals that you do what? on bonus barrel for this. And I'm just assuming that that's coming now. Uh, I have woohoo's and boohoo's. <laughs> I don't know That'll what. work. I don't know what Rob journal you're. I'm trying desperately to think. Is that a gimmick I've done on the your show? Your diary. You always do your diary of the gameplay, like especially those uh, romantic games. That yeah. You oh. <laughs> you know, like uh, oh, so then. So then Tony took me on a date and. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. Let's see. February second, Julietta refused to listen to me. She kept ignoring me. So I went to the King of the Cosmos and had a request. I want this girl to notice me. I want to be close to her. Please, can you help me, King of Cosmos? And the Cosmos is like, uh, no, I, I don't want to help, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, you're so sexy. And he's like, sexy, I'll help. Uh, so then the prince, the object, the prince, I, I, I stood there with my arms spread open. Roll me, prince. And the prince rolls me up. And then, I, and then I'm like, find Julietta. And then so, you know, it doesn't take very long. Eventually, he finds her and rolls me into her. Uh, it's getting dirty. Yeah. So that uh, that was the end of the journal because I got what I wanted. Hashtag just right beat on. it. <laughs> uh, that never uh, clearly clearly that didn't happen. You should you should always get consent. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so my my woohoo's and boohoo's, which are a thing I do on my own quote my own show. Uh, basically, uh, so what I liked about the game is woohoos, and what I don't like is the boohoos. So, uh, woohoos! This game makes me happy and feel good. 
Uh, it makes me laugh. It's wacky and funny. It appeals to me. The sense of scale is incredible. It ages so well. Music is amazing. I like the king and the way people get him on their side by comp uh, complimenting him. I like his ego. I love the stages and the core mechanic of rolling shit up. There's plenty of uh, variations of the main formula. I love the screams as the people as they rolled up, all to the backdrop of happy music. Uh, the stupid voice clips that the people say on the map. Uh, so, you know, stuff we talked about. Uh, but who's, uh, I guess the main hub map screen can be a little messy. Sometimes it's not always clear where to go. I kind of forgot about the black dog <laughs> being the last stage. Um, and a bit of music on the map screen might have been nice too. Uh, and then there is loading. It's not too bad, but you know, loading is still unfortunate. So, but you know, I would—it's barely anything. If if this was my show, I would not damage it at all. Hmm, wow, right on. Okay, woohoo's and boohoo's. How about you, Miles? I don't have any woohoo's or boohoo's, unfortunately. All I didn't woo's, prepare I think. those. <laughs> but I will say, uh, first off, big thank you to uh, NJ Retro because he actually sent me a message on Twitter and was like, let P1 know that there's got to be a Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, of course I will, because I love Katamari. Like, I love these <laughs> games. Um, Catherine and I, it was one of our first games that we played together. Uh, Catherine's my partner on Flock Nerds and in life. Uh, and uh, we, we <laughs> honestly have so many great memories playing these games. So, um, so yeah, I love it. Uh, the most important thing for me in a video game is I need to laugh at least once. I, 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 I always look for humor in games. That's why I'm playing games, to have fun. And nothing's more fun than laughing. And then also I want to see something I've never seen before, which is Katamari in a nutshell. If there's a tagline for Katamari is, do you want to play a game that you've never played before? <laughs> like, do you want to play something you've never yeah. played before? because that's what this is and i'm really looking forward to the creator's next series which is a brand new series and is coming out in 2018 oh i secretly what, started uh, resistance and sent messages to a great many club members <laughs> to bombard to bombard p1 with we need to play katamari and i'm glad you did like i'm really <laughs> hero glad you did. we need we need more games like this in the club why didn't right. you don't have anybody message p2 <laughs> I, 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 did, I did get messages i did actually get quite a few messages p2 p2 seems a little bit more easily swayed on trying things like this it's true it's true <laughs> yeah okay p1 why don't you give us your lasting impression did you like this game all right so we're there we're there now it's time to find we're out. there uh <laughs> we love katamari was uh, sort of a perfect storm game for me. Uh, it took place in December, which is a month that's generally filled with joy and happiness. It's a month that you don't have a lot of time to play games. So it was fitting that this was a short game that also was full of joy and happiness. Uh, I enjoyed it considerably more than I did Beautiful Katamari. Uh, I stopped playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the, the days when it was like, I can play a game. I chose We Love Katamari over Horizon Zero Dawn. And not just because it was a club game, but because I was genuinely enjoying myself while I was playing it. Because I don't want to say it's easy, but it's not it's not difficult. It's not a prohibitive game. There's no barriers to people that... You could sit and play this and enjoy yourself. Um, like I said, there's a couple of stages where you, you feel that stress. But overall, it's a, it's a fun game that looks nice, that has amazing music... Um, and is easy to play, and that is a great combination. And and I, 
I know I mentioned that on the show that I might not go back, but I know you have my copy mark. So when I get that back from you, I will go back and I will play those other stages because this is the kind of game that you can come home after a day of hard work and sit down. And we all like people say, oh, I play games to unwind. But, you know, Destiny 2 and Battlefield and, you know, an in-depth strategy RPG, that's not a way to unwind. That's a way to amp up. But if you really want to relax, the music in this game and the actual way that it plays is just relaxing. It's You can declutter your mind and declutter your life with We Love Katamari. <laughs> oh, well said, well said. Hello, well I dressed said. up as the main character. I mean, you come did, on. You did. Me, so, me and my wife were the king and queen. I want to say thank you to NJ Retro and to the many, many Crouchers Club members who messaged me and said, make this a club game. You tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens when you expand your, your horizons? You yeah. find beautiful new games. So Dating and Sim it, coming you up, You did right? a good job, Jason. But, dating I mean, sim. It's unfortunate. I'll play the Dating Sim. You could have picked a, I'm sure you could have picked a better game, but I guess this one will have to do. So uh, let's go ahead and throw it into the cosmos. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> well said. All right. Well. That is We Love Katamari to us. But we're not the only ones who've been playing along this month. Um, Did we you do skip this thing where NJ Retro? What are, what, are your final, what are your final thoughts, Mark? Yeah, Mark. Uh, I didn't skip NJ Retro, did I? No, I was, I was the first one to go. You did you go? Yourself. Mark usually uh, fill, fill, fills himself cool. in in between people, but he didn't on this one. He just let uh, us roll. She's trying to the biggest He's trying to roll out without giving us his final uh, thoughts. Yeah. Mark didn't, didn't like want, it, I think. Uh, Ruin the love fest, you know? Oh, Mark, uh, you better ahead. not. I didn't know how to flip, so that's why I didn't really want to give my input here. <laughs> that's your fault. Uh, I, I got through all ten cutscenes, so, I mean, it's not like I couldn't get through the game. Uh, I love the concept. I just wish I was the ball instead of pushing the ball. If why? I was such a weird complaint. I don't understand what that means. How would I change anything? What do you it's think changes if there's control. no prints? If it doesn't control what's different. If I press down, I wish I would just go down instead of having to A, flip, or B, go slowly backwards. Go That's down. it. Oh, That's my only Go plane. down? Wait, do I'm not talking go about down? going down. I don't want to go down. Wait. what is He wants to be backwards. the ball. He doesn't want to go down on the ball. That's right. I don't want the balls. The balls should be going down on... I, Let's when go I press Twitter. down, the ball <laughs> down. <laughs> so we're going to read... You want the ball to squish? I don't get it. What are you asking for? We're gonna read. We're gonna read some three-word reviews from Twitter from other people who have played. We love Katamari. Katamari. But you do this thing called three-word review where we get to hear what other people in the club have been playing. So, so we're gonna give them a chance. They thought to have your three-word review. Right? Oh my god! Why do you keep cutting me off? To have your three-word review. <laughs> to have your three-word review read on the show. Just use the hashtag, hashtag CC3WR. We have two this month. Uh, we Love Katamari is a weird niche game. So Two? Yeah, which is amazing because I got messaged by about a dozen people. Um, <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't tweet out the... Uh, you no, know, until, until the today. Soon enough. <laughs> yeah. um, so That's the first one from, uh, from Old One-Eye, at NA-One-Eye. He says, I love balls. <laughs> Nice. And I stole mine. No. <laughs> From Ray at Raygun2K, she says, sticky acid trip. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. This is like an acid trip. Uh, we oh, should yeah. have mentioned that. <laughs> Um, and that's it for Twitter. So now we're going to ask the panelists. We're going to open up with Rob. Rob, what's your three-word review for We Love Katamari? I love Katamari. Oh, wow. Solid. All right. Miles, what's your three-word <laughs> review for We Love Katamari? Uh, I forgot to do this. Uh- <laughs> Here, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> next up, Miles, what's your three-word review for We Oh, sorry. We're coming back to you. Right. Because <laughs> you didn't prepare. For the show that you're on. I wrote an in thesis. Professional. <laughs> Real professional. Jason, what's your theory review of We Love Katamari? Sticky rolling fun. I like it. I like it. Uh, Mark, I'm going to come to you now because Miles still looks like he's frantically trying to come up with three words to put together. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say uh, be the ball. Oh, boy. <laughs> I say uh, learn you know what? to flip. Learn oh, to come on. Come on. <laughs> You're gonna switch Learn to and, flip. Uh, That's your new three-word review. All right, Rob's new. All right, so I'm going to do my own, Miles, and then I'm going to give you the last one. You're going to close out the, the year, 2017. You're going to be the last three-word review for 2017 in the Cartridge Club. No pressure. So mine is this was fun because it was fun. So, Miles, the last three-word review of the Cartridge Club, a show that has been on the air for over four years, of which you are a member and one of the largest contributors of the club. This defining moment of your time as a club member, what is your three-word review for We Love Katamari? Love, laugh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, that's the it. show, folks. Thank you so much for listening, uh, for sticking with us for this uh, hour and a half or so. I want to give a, a big thank you as well to our panel. Uh, it's never easy during the holidays to make time to come and talk to a couple of yahoos about a video game. But all three of you gentlemen were uh, eager and willing to come see us uh, at Christmas, and I do appreciate that. I'm going to give everybody one last chance to plug themselves. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me over at Flock of Nerds on YouTube <laughs> or uh, SoundCloud. We are Flock Talk. Um, it's a podcast that I do with Catherine. Uh, and we have an auxiliary member of Flock of Nerds, Chris, and uh, check out the new Flock Talk RPG with a special guest soon to come out. Ooh. RPGs are fun. Special guests are fun. Flock Talk is one of my favorite. Uh, it's a it's a feel-good podcast. They're not going to spend a lot of time talking about things that make them unhappy and miserable. They talk about things they love, and that is the best way to spend your day. Rob, mm-hmm. where can people find you? Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Bonus Barrel. I also like Flock Talk, just for the record. Uh, Flock Talk is great. Man, we could keep talking about Flock Talk. Uh, such great people on the show. It's fun. It's happy. Yeah, so I guess to sum up, Flock Talk is pretty cool. Uh, so definitely also <laughs> check out Bonus Barrel. Bonus Barrel yeah. is a great podcast with an, uh, an industry insider perspective, um, and they have a lot of fun over there. It's, uh, it's a really good show when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> And NJ Retro, where can people find you? Uh, like I said, I'm on YouTube at NJ Retro, Twitter NJ Retro One, Instagram NJ Retro, Facebook, all over the place. But my social presence isn't all that big. Um, I would just say go to cartridgeclub.org and enjoy all of the presence from the rest of the club because they definitely put out more than I do. I just kind of sit behind the scenes and watch. Like the King of Cosmos. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, He's actually <laughs> sitting in that stance right now. 
It's weird because his, <laughs> his purple tights are really tight. <laughs> You're <laughs> not even lying. I can see his Katamari. <laughs> oh. If you enjoyed this, folks, you can uh, join us in January of 2018 when we are playing Dark Cloud, which is available on the PS2 or the PS4. It is uh, uh, an action RPG developed by Level Level 5. Um, I've actually started it already, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I've played so far, so definitely dive in for that. We've got some really fun guests lined up for Dark Cloud. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org, where you can check out this and other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can go to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club, where you can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes to the club. I am player one. I am player two. CC Unite.